Welcome back to another edition of our Pirkei Avot series. Today I've chosen Perek Bet Mishnah Tetvav, second Mishnah, uh, second chapter, Mishnah 15. It reads as follows: Rabbi Tarfon Omer, Hayom Kasar veHamelacha Meruba veHapoalim Aatzelim veHasachar Harbe uBal Habayit Dochek. So literal translation: The day is short. There is a lot of work to be done. The workers are lazy. The reward, the profits are tremendous. And the boss is pressuring us to finish. End of Mishnah. Uh, it's interesting to note, first, obviously, obviously the Mishnah is allegorical. Uh, it's meant to, under, to be understood as uh, the day being short is our lives in this world. And the Melacha Merubah is our fulfillment of the mitzvot, which is tremendous amount of, of efforts that it takes. And the po'alim is us. We are the workers in this in this story, and we are lazy. And the reward for doing the work is tremendous. And Hashem, who's the ba'alabayit, the master, right, is pressuring us. That's the simple understanding of the Mishnah. It's interesting to note that Ibi Tafon is talking about a, um, a mashal, right, that has to do with work, with business. Ibi Tafon was a businessman, besides being a tremendous rabbi. He was the, t- the teacher of Ibi Akiva, one of the teachers of Ibi Akiva. And uh, he was extremely, extremely wealthy in many places. The man talks about the wealth of Rabbi Tarfon. And uh, so he's using, a, you know, a, an example of something that he's familiar with, which is avodah, which is work. And, uh, and therefore he's, he's setting it up in a, you know, in a language that most people will understand what's happening. Um, the Gemara talk tells a story about, uh, about Rabbi Tarfon um, uh, interacting with Rabbi Akiva. One time Rabbi Akiva comes to Rabbi Tarfon and he tells him, Rabbi, you, you want to buy a vineyard or an orchard? Or... So Rabbi Tafon, yeah, he's always investing. He's looking for great investors. He says, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So he gives Rabbi uh, Akiva 4,000 gold coins. And Rabbi Akiva goes out and he opens the yeshiva. And he brings only Tamidei Chachamim that are poor to, uh, to start uh, to, to let them learn the yeshiva. And he's taking care of them. He's paying with them. But it's tremendous, tremendous amount of money in those days. So, uh, you know, whatever time, some time passes by, and Rabbi Tarfon comes over to Rabbi Akiva, and tells me, uh, why, why show me that, uh, you know, that orchard that, uh, that you bought for me? So Rabbi Akiva takes him to the Beit Midrash and he shows him the Beit Midrash. So Rabbi Tarfon tells him, Adam noten b'chinam. the person gives his money for free? What is this? Where's my profit? What does Rabbi Akiva do? He goes over to the shelf, he opens a book of Sefer Tehillim, he brings him pasuk in Tehillim that says Pizar Natan la Evionim Tzidkato Omedet Laat. Right, he gave his tzedakah uh, to the to the poor. His uh, his reward is foreverlasting. Says over there, Amad Rabbi Tarfon Neshakal Roshoi kissed Rabbi Akiva on his forehead, and he told him Rabbi the Alufi. He called Rabbi Akiva his teacher, his master. My my teacher in in wisdom and right my guide in the way to behave properly and he gave him even more money to support the yeshiva. So there's a, a bunch of questions on this little story that I just shared with you. I mean, Rabbi uh, Tarfon first of all is not happy, uh, you know, with the Torah that's being taught in the yeshiva, and he says, uh, you give you money for free, he's calling that giving the money for free, doing nothing, getting, he's not getting a reward, of course he's getting a reward, what's he talking about? You know, and uh, and uh, what did the Akiva 
show Rabbi Tarfon in this pasuk about the giving the the, the sedakata aniim that it's everlasting reward that he didn't already know. I mean, it's about Rabbi Tarfon. When I talk about somebody else, of course he knows this pasuk. So what what did the Biakiva answer to the Bitarfon's unasked question that he was so happy with the answer that he starts calling the Biakiva his teacher? So I saw a very nice explanation which I'll share with you. So the Bitarfon was of the opinion, which is the halacha most of the time, that mitzvot need kavana. We need intention to fulfill mitzvot. And when he gave the money to the Biakiva, he didn't give him with the intention of doing mitzvah. He gave him the money to open to buy a piece of property. And therefore, he was thinking that maybe he's not going to get reward for this mitzvah because he didn't have proper kavanah for it. And therefore, he didn't have the field and he didn't have the reward of the mitzvah. So he's saying, I got nothing for this. What's going on over here? So Rabbi Akiva shows him back the pasuk in Tehillim that says, Pizar natan la'evyonim. Right? It's kato omedet la'ad. And he shows him that what? There's actually two statements over here when it comes to giving this sedaka. First, it says pizar. What is pizar? To spread out. And how does that happen? When things fall out of your pocket. Pizar natan la'evyonim. And then it says natan, you gave. So by sedaka actually, which is a halakha, which we'll discuss in a minute, that even if you gave sedaka by mistake, you didn't know you were giving sedaka, you get reward. Okay? And it says that if you're walking down the street and money fell out of your pocket and comes along an ani and picks up the money, you get reward for giving tzedakah. Okay, And just like shikha in the field, when you forgot one of your bundles, the Torah tells you to leave it in the field and there comes the ani and he takes it and you get a reward for that. And therefore we see that even tzedakah done by mistake or done by accident or without intent, you get reward for the mitzvah. And that's what he was showing him. The pasuk says, Pizar and Natan, both, either or. You gave it intentionally or unintentionally. Sidkato omedet la'ad. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarfon was ecstatic with that. He kissed Rabbi Akiva and he told him, wow. Okay. So he says, Yom Katsar. The day is very short. How short is that? Pasuk tells us, Yamav Ketzel Over. Right? The days of a person is like the shadow, right, that moves across... Uh, the, that moves across the earth. And the Midrash says, when it says, Ketzel Over, it says, Halevai, if it would be like the shadow of a wall, or the shadow of a building, or a tree, which is lost, at least, less a long time. Rather, the, the, the Midrash says, it's like the tzel that a bird creates when it's flying across the sky. This, that shadow that's there on the ground while the bird just flies by and it's gone. So very, very short, a very, very short amount of time. And uh, you know we need to pay attention that the, the time that we've given uh, that we're given on this earth is not that long, and the milacha is merubah, the Torah that we're obligated to learn and to teach and to keep, is a tremendous a tremendous amount. Anyone who learns will tell you the more you learn, the more you realize that how little that we do know. Okay, when we when when you when you haven't learned enough and you know you don't learn anything. Okay, yeah, how much could it be? No, 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 <laughs> endless. The Torah is endless. It's impossible. To finish it all. That's why in the next Mishnah, which maybe we'll do in another time, another year, and maybe another cycle, it's also to be Tarfon, and he starts out, Lo Alecha Hamlacha Ligmor. Right? That, that it, it's not, upon, not incumbent upon you to finish. It's impossible. Nevertheless, Lo Ben Chorin Tell Me It doesn't mean because it's impossible to finish that I'm not obligated to try. So this is the melacha that's mirubah that we're discussing over here, that the, the Torah is mahaved, there's depth. There's width. There's whatever topic you want to learn. Everything stems from the Torah because the Torah preceded creation. 
And therefore, all of creation came from the Torah. So everything you want to know, any chokhmah, anything, is all there. Hafochba ve'hafochba dekulaba, which is probably a Mishnah that I'll do when we get to that, when we get there. Ben bug bug. Anyway, so, so, Melchaz Merubah. And then, you know what? The Poalim, A'atzelim. We're, you know, we're, we're lazy, okay? And not, not that we don't want to. You know, of course we want to, but it's hard, you know, uh, you know, again, you know, a little, little, little more time, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, we all know, right? That we would love to. I open the book and then I just fall asleep in two minutes. You know, I try to go to class, but I'm just so tired today. And you know, maybe I need to sleep a little. We're at sale, and the bala bite is dohek. He's pushing us. He's pushing us. So really, if you think about it, really, you should you would think that that bala bite dohek. Right, should have been before the Poalim Atzilim. You should tell me, Amarachal Meruba, Bala Baito Dochek, and Poalim Atzilim, right? There's a lot of work to do. The boss is putting pressure on, and we're lazy. That's the way you should write it. What the Mishnah is not that way. It's Hamelachal Meruba, Poalim Atzilim. There's a lot of work to do. The workers are lazy, and the boss is putting pressure. Which mean, why did why did Rabbi Tafon specifically say it that way? Because the pressure that the boss is putting on is for our benefit. Of course, we're lazy. Okay? And therefore, the boss is pressuring us because he knows that the reward that's coming, hasachar harbe, he's dochek, because the sachar is arbe, right? He wants us to gain that reward. And regarding the reward, ma'afshar lagid, al-sachar of, you know, of a Torah, of, of mekadeshem shamayim, uh, just one short story. Um, when I talks about, um, was talking about the, uh, that Chizkiyahu uh, Melech, when he got sick, and we know he was praying to get healthy, and uh, he prayed and hard, and Hashem healed him, and he gave him an extra amount of time, uh, you know, 15 years or whatever it was, and then, uh, you know, Melech Bavel heard about this at the time, and uh, the king of Bavel at the time, when Chizkiyahu was the king, was Merodach uh, Beladan ben Beladan, that was his name, Manan Sanedrin says his name was Beladan ben Beladan, and uh, he saw that Chizkiyahu uh, was healed, so uh, he wanted to send him a letter for healthy, mabruk, baruch, whatever. So uh, the the uh, right hand man, you know, the uh, to to Meradoch Beladan was actually Nebuchadnezzar, who was ended up coming becoming king next. But um, when he was writing the letter, he uh, he wasn't there that day, Nebuchadnezzar. So they 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 uh, they wrote the letter, and uh, they opened up the letter with. Shalom Rav Lechvod HaMelech Chizkiyahu, right, peace, right, to the king Chizkiyahu, and honor, and shalom, peace to the ear, HaKodesh Yerushalayim, and shalom Le'eloah HaGadol Hashem Yerushalayim, and peace upon the great God that is in Yerushalayim, and they write the letter to him, Chizkiyahu, Mabruk, glad you're healthy, whatever, 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 right, and uh, when they're about to send the letter, Nebuchadnezzar walks in. And he says, what are you guys doing? He says, we're writing a letter to Chizkiyahu to tell him, uh, you know, that he got healthy and whatever. So he says, what does it say in the letter? He starts reading the letter. They start reading the letter. He says, what? Stop. You're giving kavod to the basar vadam, the person, before you're giving kavod to God? No good. You can't do that. It needs to be changed. First, open up the letter that give kavod to the Eloah HaGadol Hashem Yerushalayim, then Melech Basar Vadam. And they, they agreed, and they changed the letter. So, so Nebuchadnezzar took, says the Gemara over there, three steps to walk over to the Sofer, to take the letter, to have it corrected. And the Gemara says, because of those three 
steps that he took, he was he was a, not only himself, but him and his two descendants after him, three generations of kings, of not of kings, of kings of the entire world. Bavel was a world superpower at the time, and they were able to become superpower, even though he destroyed the Beit HaMikdash, even though he did terrible things to the Jews. All that, why? Because he gave kavod to Hashem for three little steps that he took, and that was the reward, again, in this world, because, again, the Sha'im are not getting their world. It's Lehishamidam, they're going to get penalized. But the reward was there. And that small little, imagine, now, Alachat Chama V'Chama, somebody who's learning Torah L'Shem Shamaim, someone's Mekadesh Shem Shamaim, how much is the reward going to be in Olam Abba for the small amount of mitzvot, for the small amount of efforts that we really put in, and we do the mitzvah, if it's something that small, imagine when we're putting in a man, hard, guys learning for years, the guy's doing sedaka for years, the guy is, is mechabed his friends, the guy's mechabed his family and his wife, the guy does beautiful things, people that are doing good things are going to get a reward that, Sharla, I mean, we can't even understand it, we can't even believe it, and Be'ezat Hashem, we should all be blessed with beracha and health and happiness, amen, Shabbat Shalom.